about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's, that's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll. Welcome to episode 87 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, four stripes. Philcore is A2, blue belt, three stripes. Philly, let's talk. Okay, let's do it. You have confidence issues. Not true. No? Abundant. Abundant amount of confidence. When did that all take place? I decided the other day. <laughs> and why did you decide that? Multiple people have told me I need to do it with confidence. Do what with confidence? That All, was of, weird. It. All of it. <laughs> do life with confidence? Yeah. I've always had that philosophy. Yeah. Sometimes some would even say overconfidence. <laughs> yes, way too much. I'm trying it. Uh, trying it out to see how it works. I I specifically remember Steve telling you that that move didn't work because you didn't think it would work. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it was at a competition. It was. And, and I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. And you told me I tried like three or four things. I didn't do any of them with confidence and I like didn't try to even finish them. That was the one where I lost because I didn't do anything. Yeah. That was it's a terrible strategy. That was a frustrating one for yeah. me. Yeah. Well, so the one that was frustrating, I think was the one before that, the one where Steve saw, I was not only frustrating, but I was also gassed. So it was a, uh-huh. it was a, dual learning experience of how not to well one of the ones how not to gas yourself so bad Mm -hmm. Um, i'd like to just elaborate that i gassed myself doing nothing right so that's right holding on really tight to grips worst way to gas yourself (laughs) here was phil in in, i'm going to reenact phil in uh his first competitions where he was a, a white belt he would just go in and grab the guy's gi as hard as he could for as long as he could. And by the way, your grips last about two minutes, folks. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gripping as hard as you can. But I was a blue belt. Were you? Yeah. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. That carried over a little longer than I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, my... Makes sense. My hands always get tired. I don't... Uh, not the last competition, right? I mean... what They were tired. Were they? Not nearly as bad. Okay. Right. But there's the overgripping is I don't. Let's get back to confidence issues, right? Um, I'd probably grip easier if I was more confident, right? For sure. But what what specifically are you doing? Like like because there you can't just go from one day. No, oh, I'm not really doing anything different other than constantly saying that I'm super confident now until it happens. <laughs> it's just uh, it's, it's fake uh, it until you make it. Is yeah. that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm trying to brainwash myself. <laughs> It seems to be working a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. Um, I'm trained with Will a little bit, and he's told me the same thing that it's a confidence issue. Yeah. Um, you know, and I can see that when he's more confident than the other person. Specifically, he has a attitude or whatever confidence. Yeah. Uh, about him that affects other people before they start. Um, so I could see its application. 
or benefit. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but mm-hmm. um, a couple people have told me that I need to do that. So, you know, going to try it. I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a natural progression for you in jujitsu because I feel like in life you, since you started jujitsu, you have more confidence period. That's unfounded. Yes. It's not unfounded. I mean, my confidence is unfounded. <laughs> I have never been for a lack of confidence. Uh, um, but that's kind of served me well in my life. <laughs> you know, it, whether, whether I knew it or not at the time, I, I know I'm more in touch with me now than, than ever before. And, and so I look back on some times I'm like, I, I can't believe that a, I got that job or I did something that I did. And I was like, no, no, it's because I didn't, I didn't ever see failure as an option right. in my mind. And it's funny. Um, so Brian has been, sending me messages every once in a while. There's mm-hmm. a friend that trains White in Charlotte. Belt, Brian Ruidi, three stripe. And he'll, he'll be like, just make a note about this episode. You like this episode or this one was helpful. So I was like, I, I don't remember what we talked about two days later. So I don't remember what we did like a year and a half ago. <laughs> so I went back and I was like, I'll just listen. And, uh, I was listening to some of it and yeah, the, the things not to like nothing specific, I guess it's just the way that you say things makes me laugh. Because like you're so confident about it, and I'll just be like, "Yeah, but is that true?" You know. That's why we have to give the disclaimer every, nearly every episode. Yeah. We don't know what we're talking about, but however, you're so convincing. I'm, you know, I'm pretty yeah. confident whatever I, yeah, I'm saying is correct, and it's yeah. probably thirty to forty percent of the time it's actually correct. Yeah. Maybe less. So it it it's funny to go back and listen to some of the old ones. Just I don't know. I liked, I re-listened to the black belt one because of some things that you've been doing. My um, doubling down on fundamentals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Specifically. And I was just like, let me see. <laughs> let me, let me listen to that because I remember that word coming up a lot as being some of the best advice people could give um, that are like high level people. And uh, I think I remember what he said about it. But let me just go back and see. And uh, it was just funny. Yeah. yeah. The confident, like, I'm going to be doing this kind of thing. I was just, it was funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, so let's look at it. Let's just, let's just take a look at that. Mm-hmm. And that is for what we're doing right now, Um, I'm concentrating more on advanced class or our, what do we call it? Is it event map? It's just mastery. Mastery. Jiu-Jitsu mastery. So it's, it's, uh, for those out there and I, you know, most places have advanced class or mastery class or whatever. It's not fundamentals class. What he's, uh, what John, our professor is specifically dealing with is positions that may be, uh, yeah, it basically is, huh? It's just a deeper, like look into the fundamental stuff though. Right. It's like, well, but Omoplata is not a fundamental move. Is it in the fundamentals list even? Our fundamentals list? I mean, it's in that, it's in that like master textbook, the Helio book. Oh, well, that's a good point. So maybe Omoplata is part of the fundamentals. Again, doubling down on fundamentals for me. Um, <laughs> but looking at the position, so that, because he'll link positionally 
um, where to go, what to do next. And also in that, it kind of gives you the defenses to it because he'll say, if they do this, then you do that. Well, guess what? I'm going to, if I'm, if I'm defending what he's saying, then I'm going to try to do that and try not to let whatever is going to happen, happen right to escape. Say for example, chess. everybody else is playing checkers in class. Chess. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you look at it that way, don't you? Yes. Okay. Good. All right. I didn't think I was unique in that. Um, but, and also to like, if, well, what, when it's something that I do and I understand what he's saying, yes, for the new stuff, not all the time. But what's funny is I don't really know how to do an omoplata, but I've been in so many of them <laughs> that I very much knew how to do like what the common reactions are. It's like, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I've been in that one. And I'll like try to jump over it or, or I'll try to roll. Yeah. You know, but like I don't know how to actually like successfully do an omoplata. So I thought that was <laughs> that was a good class for me because I don't. I, it's a great class. I still remember it was my first advanced class because I was like, what are we doing? I, was like, <laughs> I had no idea how to do that. <laughs> And it's still true. (laughs) No, it's good. I'll tell you what. I worked with Talise, and I felt like I had a greater understanding this last time than I ever have. Because before, like you said, it's just not been, it's not clicked. You know, whenever I get somebody in an omoplata, and I I do uh, omoplatas, but they always just roll. And I, you know, it's basically just a sweep, which is fine. That's not, it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, But getting, getting back to fundamentals is that you know with um doing some upcoming uh, a competition at least uh upcoming i want to have you know work on uh my competition mindset competition um training so mm-hmm. been doing the the tuesdays and thursdays which are normally our fundamental days over in like well it's, it's kind of a, i guess it's kind of a comp class at the main headquarters there in charlotte so um, so yeah, I haven't necessarily doubled down on fundamentals. However, we are, uh, I will be doing, um, the Sunday stuff. It's all fundamental stuff. So, yeah. so singling down on it. Mm-hmm. Um, how did we get on that? I don't even know how we got on that. Oh uh, yeah. I was stuff. talking about some of the, the older episodes after Brian had texted you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. Um, so, so you've been training, you know, for the, these upcoming year doing, you're doing a couple competitions in, in September leading up to the pans in October, mm-hmm. right? So you've, you've been doing two a days, mm-hmm. right? Uh, take us through that, like what, and, and take us through kind of the intensity of it and, and, uh, the recovery of it as well. Um, yeah, so I just stretch more and I do the sauna after the morning class and then I try not to. So morning class is basically an open mat where you're rolling. Two days a week is open mat. Yeah. Two days a week is open mat. Wednesday afternoon is, uh, an open mat and I'll still work on what I'm trying to work on and not go super hard because I get tired. Uh, and then after that, I've just been doing the same the same thing that I was doing before with all the supple leopard stretches that I needed to do 
for everything mixed with the Tom Brady stuff. Cause Tom Brady's the best. Uh, <laughs> and doing the, the rolling, the foam roller. Mm-hmm. And then the lacrosse ball. And sauna. And then I sauna after class, yeah. Yeah. And then if it's bad, I'll just lacrosse ball whatever hurts before the second class. So first class is either open mat where you're just doing sparring, training, positional stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the second second is the yeah. mastery class, right, for an hour and a half. Yeah. And then we've been mixing in some, you know, kind of instructional time after that. So maybe three days sometimes. Yeah, Mondays we'll do. I'll come here after the morning open mat and we'll yeah. watch something and try to drill it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the other days hasn't worked out as much just because I'm being lazy. Gotta yeah. get that third time. No, I really try to take a nap because if I can sleep for an hour, I feel a whole lot better for the Yeah, second yeah. Class. I mean, that's part of recovery, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's part of your recovery routine. That's just and smart. I've cut out cookies, which is unfortunate. When um, when did you cut out cookies? Because I seem to remember nah, after your birthday, week. you yeah. ate a whole cake. That was then, like three weeks ago. Was it three weeks ago? Yeah. All right. I lose track of time sometimes. Yeah. You've seen me. Everything I ate 24 hours ago is out of my body. Like it doesn't stay around long. <laughs> that is true. There's an in and out. There's no, uh, yeah, it, it flushes. Um, <laughs> although I did try the almond milk that multiple people suggested for that shake that I was trying to do with the, the kale and the cucumber. And then the, you got to watch all the fucking sugar in that almond milk, man. There's so much sugar in that almond milk. You're such a you're such a food Nazi. I'm sorry, man. Like, I, you, I can't I, listen. I can't. I so can't almond, listen to well, people. Then, here, that, then here's the thing. So my choice is either I don't really do anything, or I guess I was I did it twice in water, and it, I mean it sucked, but it was just the the plant protein that tastes like crap. Yeah. In water, or I use the almond milk in to like change the like the thickness of it because it sucks with water the kale and the cucumber and the protein it's really bad with it water it sounds disgusting and the texture is disgusting yeah so it's really good with like regular whole milk it tastes good but the problem is I can only do that like once a week if I do any more than that I feel horrible yeah. afterwards so I stopped doing it and a lot of people suggested almond milk so look for almond milk without sugar they put a ton of sugar in almond milk and that's just, you're just eating cookies with your, that's all it is. You're eating cookies with your shake. No, it doesn't. I mean, it still tastes bad. It just tastes better. Oh, okay. okay. I'm just. I'm, right, well, I I'm, mean, did I look at the nutritional facts on the thing? Absolutely not. No, I have no idea. How do you not? Like, I can't pick something up and not be like, oh, there's 7,000 things in this. I in looked the at ingre- one number, Jeff. The price. That was the cheapest one. <laughs> and by the way, whenever it's the cheapest one, it has the, the highest con- content yeah. of sugar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm putting it all together now that you're mentioning it. Yes. I got the cheapest public brand. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. It was two ninety nine. 400 grams of sugar. And all almond milk is, I think, is like that they, they, it's the, the water that they soak the almonds in. Is it? I, I think it is. Like smashed them or something. I don't know. Squish them I, for it I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, it still doesn't taste good. So if I throw it out, I throw it out. I don't really care. Yeah. But I was trying to find a way to have more. The problem is, like, even for broccoli, it's like 20 minutes for me to make it, like, roasted the way I like to do it. Yeah. Or, like, my oven's kind of slow, so a while. Because I have yeah. to wait for it to heat up, you know? 
I just want a snack. Like, I don't want to invest 40 minutes into making a snack. Yeah, but you really don't have to invest 40 minutes because you actually invest five minutes in preparing it. Yeah, but then and I got to wait. You, Maybe I should have changed what I said. Like, I want to eat now. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is you were kind of dishonest with all, all of us here whenever you I said just, you didn't want to waste the time. It's not. Yeah, you, I'm ready to eat now. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can do other stuff. I while could, that's, yeah. But I would be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. So anyway, my uh, I guess if people know of healthy snacks that taste good, let me know. Uh, no nuts, no dairy. So I also have the most like. You can't do nuts? No. Are you kidding me? Nope. Same problem? Mm-hmm. Straight through? Mm-hmm. Same reason I can't have peanut butter anymore. Peanut butter like was my go-to. I would. And I think I can do peanut butter like responsibly but i don't so i have to you like, don't stay really away. well molly actually started making these like oatmeal peanut butter and chocolate chip like little ball things with some honey in there uh, oh that it, sounds good it's actually really good and it makes like a little ball so i can have like two of those and i have no problems because there's not that much peanut butter but when i eat half the jar of peanut butter it's not good but it tastes so You've good got such a delicate system it's terrible yeah no wonder you can't gain weight i cannot I know. No. Yeah. That's what I mean. So anyway, stretch out foam roll in the morning, electrolytes usually in the morning, sauna for like 20 minutes after class, shower, nap if I can, and then just try to do the next one. And then I try not to go with um, with like much more effort than I need, you know. But training tired has been convenient too because that's, you know, what it's going to be. Yeah. But like surprisingly not sore. Like I'm not, like I'm kind of sore in the morning a little bit, but when I finish rolling stuff out of the crossbow, I'm not, yeah, I'm not I feel, in pain. I feel like we glossed over that. I mean, you're spending a considerable, not, I'm not going to say a considerable amount of time, but an investment in, you know, really, really making sure that, that A, you're doing your massage chair, right? Not really. You're not? Not the same amount, no. Really? No. Dude, I'd use a massage chair every day. That's part of my recovery. Yeah, I mean, I might hit it once. Like today I did, today I did, well, I actually did three because I was waiting for you to get back. But I did two this morning. Like, so it's about like 30 minutes probably in the mm-hmm. chair. And it felt really, I felt really good. But no, maybe, for maybe me, one it's super time important. in the morning. Yeah, I, I always feel like I have enough time in the morning and then I seem to always run out and be running behind in the morning. That doesn't make any sense. I poop a lot, Jeff. The time just disappears. I, okay. It's just gone. Okay. All right. You know, fair enough. I wake up. I feel like I I don't have any of these issues. That's yeah. It just is. I just sit in a chair for thirty minutes at a time and love it. I. That's my main. That and the Tim Tam. Mm -hmm. The Tim Tam is incredible because you know whenever you're. I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. It's It's the same thing as rolling it out. It just takes less time. Yeah. Right to get. I mean, because you're probably probably spending fifteen to thirty minutes. Rolling a no. day? 15? No. 10? Probably 10, yeah. 10 minutes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I spend five minutes with the Tim Tam doing doing everything. You know, I think, I, man, and that's just something, too, is is invest in those lacrosse balls, those, you know, if you can't afford the a Tim Tam. Lacrosse ball is the best. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know not everybody can afford the Tim Tam. It's, it's an expensive recovery tool, but, man, if you can afford it, boy, is it worth it. You know? Yeah, I was looking at the ones on Wish. 
and they were like 40 bucks. And I still didn't, <laughs> it would I still like work for like yeah, two days. It's I wish. Know. And you, it would take you six uh, months to get it. Uh, yeah. A year maybe to get it. Yeah. I didn't get that one. <laughs> I didn't get that one. Uh, but uh, That's no. funny. I think between eating a, a little bit better, cause I didn't, I don't eat that bad anyway. Uh, yeah, you're right. But, you're right. um, between that and then like, even when I, cause what, what'll happen is I'll not feel sore and then I'll want to skip the sauna and that's the bad idea. If I don't skip the morning sauna thing, I'm good. Um, has your whoop data kind of backed up that statement, you know, as far as whenever you do that, it says your recovery's better. It's still been like up and down. Like this week I had Monday and Thursday I was in there like red bottom 33% and I still trained twice and felt okay. So I think it has different. I think since I started doing the sauna consistently, I think my sleep improved and I think the sauna helps the heart rate variability. That's why I was listening to that Rhonda Patrick thing. Mm-hmm. Uh which unfortunately I felt like that was too much on like the coronavirus stuff. But um, she mentioned heart rate variability once briefly in like her overview of sauna stuff. I think that helped with it a little bit. And I think I didn't realize that. And I think that the sauna has helped my sleep. And I think those two things combined have helped the recovery part. Well, and not only that, but a, a big component, higher. Yeah, a big component that you, you forgot to mention. And that is that, the sauna will help you generate heat shock proteins, which help with all types of recovery. Yeah, I think, well, that's the entire point of being in the sauna. Yeah, I know, but we didn't state that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what makes all those things happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. And I, I, so I'm saying I do it after the morning training. The reason I like to do that is because that's the one that you just sit in. So your head pops out and it only gets to 140. And according to her, you want to be in like 170. Um, was it 170 or two? No, it was, it was either 170 or 140, but that's with your head in too. And my head's not in. So it's like, I'm not in an actual sauna sauna with mm-hmm. like steam and stuff. It's mm-hmm. in that chair thing where I'm just sweating, but she said 20 minutes. So if I get in and I'm not doing anything in my regular like body temperature is just normal. It takes a long time to start sweating. Like you can almost yeah, you like minutes. only sweat that last ten minutes. You but know? after after training, and I'm already like elevated, or even if I just have like two or three cups of coffee real quick, it'll get like the body temperature warmed up. Like I'm about to start sweating, and I get in there and I sweat faster, and it feels more uh, useful. So that's why I like to do it after training. Dude, if I'd have done it after training last night, it would have been incredible because it was like 102 in there the whole time, and. We were all ringing, freaking wet. That mat was completely wet. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting, uh, and it's a hard blast. To, yeah, it's hard it was, to move sometimes. Yeah, it was a just blast. Fall. <laughs> yeah, there was. We we had enough room to do stand up. It was just you. You felt like you were ice skating uh, in there. So yeah, it was fun. It was good. It was good training though. Uh, moving on, Gordon Ryan update. You don't know? No. Gordon Ryan is going to, It's I think he's going to take on um, Jeff, oh, the match? Jeff Munson in Russia. Is I that think. not the one that you said was going to be a bad match? And the guy who won his division after him? 
No, that the so didn't we did we talk? I thought we talked about that last episode. Be- no, because his his next match actually his next match is uh, Mateus Dennis, who is um, Atos. Um, I think he's Atos yeah, out uh, under Galval. I think um, that's his next match. Who won ADCC? Um, this the the trials uh, the champ ADCC tournament uh, in the weight class under. Gordon Ryan mm-hmm. this past year. Um, and I think he's been on those Mexican supplements, so he's bigger now. Good. Um, <laughs> not to say that Gordon Ryan isn't on them, uh, but but that that's going to be, um, I, I think that's going to be a better match than him and Jeff Munson. Because Jeff Munson was a former two-time ADCC champion, but like in 2000, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ex ex UFC fighter, big giant dude, anarchist who actually put his money where his mouth is and moved to Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, which I just think is incredible. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, uh, so he he lives in Russia now. So the, the, he's probably gonna Gordon Ryan's probably gonna do the match over in Russia with him. Uh, and then Nikki Ryan, his little brother, is taking on a wrestler, really good wrestler. I can't remember the guy's name. I think he's yeah, from North Carolina, right. dude. Think he, I think he helps coach UNC, but oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Actually, Austin might know that dude because the the one coach at UNC did their wrestling class, coaches their wrestling class up at Mozzie's. Hmm. So uh, that, and then I just want to hit on the Craig Jones Mason Fowler rematch, Submission Underground. It was a terrible match. Um, I don't blame Mason Fowler. I mean, he made it a terrible match because he was just avoiding, uh, avoiding Craig Jones for the entire. I think it was only six minutes, five or six minutes. Did Craig Jones try to take him down? No, he just butt scooted and tried to get him in leg entanglements. Yeah. So it was both their faults, but Mason Fowler was just backing up. And and I, you know what? I would probably if I was going to blame something, I'd blame, I'd blame the rule set and I'd blame the referee for not calling stalling. Because he was backing up, he wasn't engaging at all in in the um, regular. He just wanted to get to overtime, which is a great strategy to win. I mean, I, like I said, I don't blame him one bit for mm-hmm. how he played the match. That he was playing the match to to his best percentage for success, which he had in the second or third overtime. So he, scooting forward, not considered stalling. No scooting forward to engage with someone. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. But he, in the meantime, Mason Fowler's mm-hmm. moving back. I mm-hmm. mean, that's stalling. It's managing the distance. <laughs> Kudos to you, Phil. You're right. Distance <laughs> management. Correct. You are correct. But uh, but those were the ones of, of note. Um, in a in a no time limit submission only match, who do I think would win? I think Craig Jones would win that match. Um, but that wasn't what it was. But can he only win it from the bottom? Yeah. I think so. I mean, well, I won't say that because Craig Jones is real. Well, he's got, his triangles are mostly from the bottom, but his back attacks are incredible. It's, you know, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, he does. He did actually get on top. And when he got on top, Mason Fowler got out immediately because he didn't want any of Craig's passing and back taking game. You know, he, he just disengaged 
and kind of uh, whenever mm-hmm. Craig stood up, he stood up and backed away. Mm-hmm. You know, so 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 yeah, Craig Jones did try to work his top game. It's just that in that Nogi top game, it's pretty easy to get out of the bottom position if you don't want to be in the bottom position. You know, okay. I mean that that's it. Um. So anyway, kudos to uh, Mason Fowler. I think he's 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 an incredible competitor. Somebody's got to make it fun to watch. I mean, somebody's got to figure out how to make it fun to watch, or it's never going to be I, popular. I feel like the I feel like the funnest rule set is going to be, and here's the problem with it: the funnest rule set is going to be the no time limit submission only. That's the fun. But here's the problem: it's uh, no time limit. Yeah, that's not fun to watch. It's not. I know because there's a lot. You're guaranteed to finish, but there might be a lot of inactivity there at the end, at the beginning, and there might be a lot of running and not, you know, avoiding. How do you speed it up? I don't, man. I don't know. That's a million dollar question, right? We want to hear from your audience. How how do you make it interesting? How do you make? I think we're in agreement, agreements that, and don't get me wrong. I I enjoy watching gi matches, and I watch a lot of gi matches. Um, but they're not that interesting. None of them are. Right. Uh, no gi is definitely more interesting than gi. Sometimes. Most of the time. Okay. Yeah. I just don't. I love jiu-jitsu so much. I just don't like watching it. And like someone needs to figure out how to make it fun to watch. Well, if you approach it like a study, then you don't have to have fun watching it. And that's what I tell myself is like... I'm doing this so that I see what they're doing and that by osmosis, it's going to go into my brain and Mm -hmm. I'm then going to be able to do it. Yeah. But I think if the goal is to spread, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I don't think there's any casuals that are watching jujitsu. Well, that's the goal, right? It has to be. I mean, yeah, maybe casual wrestlers. We'll watch jujitsu just to make fun of it because they seem seem to have an axe to grind with with jujitsu. Yeah, I don't know. But if the goal is to grow the sport, like people say they want to do, they have to make it fun to watch, and no one's going to watch. I agree. Yeah, no, I'm, you're not going to find an argument from me. I I think that listeners, let's let's have your ideas. Put them on that BJJ campaign podcast. Uh, Facebook. Yeah, page. but worry more about the snacks. <laughs> and I wanna... and giving Phil some ideas for healthy snacks. <laughs> <laughs> don't involve peanut butter or, like or sugar water. I'm up to a lot of eggs because uh... <laughs> eggs are the perfect food, Phil. Yeah. Eggs are the perfect food. I love eggs. They're the best. They are the best. Anyway, moving on. Uh, it's been cool to see that, uh, we've had a lot of new white belts coming in and mm-hmm. a lot of white belts that are super interested in jujitsu mm-hmm. coming in since, uh, since everything, you know, why do yeah. you think that is Phil? <laughs> I think that that's been the case for like two years. I think it's particularly the case now because I think people are, they're stuck at home and they're like, all right, this is terrible. I've got to find a way to make myself better. And I think they're looking to martial arts to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's one of those things where I've always wanted to do it. So why not 
let's let's try it now so um so i love that i mean what's your best advice for let's let's go with the brand new white belt who's coming in for their first four classes right mm-hmm. what's your best advice for that listen to episode 39 where a bunch of black belts give really good advice I mean, you could listen to people who know what they're talking about, <laughs> or you could listen to us, Phil. <laughs> when you put it that way. Because <laughs> yeah, we're going to look back on this, and we're going to be mm-hmm. like, that's horrible advice. Mm-hmm. I think Trey Pace had the best advice. Have fun with it. It's not fun. You're not going to do it. Yeah. Because you're going to lose a lot. So yeah. it has to be fun. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to do homework. That hurts all the time. Yeah. So if you don't have fun, you're not coming back. That is true. So then let's turn that around because then we got to turn that around because we got to look at it as we've got to be good training partners, especially for those people who are doing it. And I, I love, I like to pair up with the, um, the new, new people that come in Mm -hmm. because I, I think it is fun. And I think that I get a chance to share what jujitsu has done for me with regards to health, weight loss, other benefits mm-hmm. and and i think that 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 you know that makes them feel good about their choice which they should feel good about their choice mm-hmm. and also making it fun for them because if they're not getting it i'm not gonna sit there and be like oh you do this put your hand what? whatever i'm gonna make sure that like don't worry about it you know nobody gets this one the first time you know we'll, we'll just keep trying it keep trying it and I'll do it a couple times. You'll do it a couple times. Mess it up. Don't worry about it. You know? And so being a good partner in that way. And also, uh, well, our, our kind of rules are you don't roll the first 10 sessions, right? So after that first 10 sessions, make sure that they have a good time rolling. Like not, you're not, you know, smash, even if they, because look, they're not going to know. They're not going to know unless they listen to this episode, not to be, spazzy and not to blow out you know all their energy in one setting and and not to hold their breath that would be one of my suggestions make sure to pay attention to your breathing uh it, don't hold your breath i mean I, I notice people doing that all the time and i tell them like hey man you're holding your breath you know and they're like oh yeah i was so just just making sure that they don't hold the breath and also Again, making it a good experience for them whenever they're rolling to, to obviously you've got to protect yourself and you got to protect them too, right? You, you got to protect the new people you're rolling with because if they get going too much, you know, just hold them a little bit, let them calm down and then maybe say some reassuring words to them and, and kind of just make sure that they have a good experience whenever they're rolling their first time, not smashing them. What else? What other what other advice would you have for? Was any of that advice for the new person, or are you just talking about what you do? No, I think it's advice. No, I I was playing the other side of the coin of what you said, right? In what we what our responsibility oh, what is. What you need to do so they do have fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. It was all was, good advice. It just felt like none of that was for the new person. No, no, no. I was playing the other yeah, side yeah, of the I coin got, to I make sure you. the new person had fun, right. like you said. Gotcha. Okay. Pay attention, Phil. 
I started thinking about other stuff. How much? I know you did. How much coffee have you had? Some. Some. I have a story that I have to tell you afterwards. Don't let me forget to tell you. It's funny. The story? Funny story. Okay. So, so I, I totally agree with that, the, the have fun statement. I, I think Trey Pace is right. I mean, he's one of my best friends, but. Obviously. Um, <laughs> he's not, folks. I just, I mean, you know, I mean, I've got, you've got your jujitsu uh, crushes. That's, he's one of mine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. Um, <laughs> what other advice would you give the fairly new person? Consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say along those lines, if, if you, you know, people get busy with their, their work, their family, their home life. Um, but one of the things that John kind of instituted that I really like is that scheduling your time each week and the Zen planner app of when you're going to class, you know, I think, I think that's really important. If you've got something scheduled, you're more likely to do it. So if you're, you know, you're thinking Sunday, maybe, maybe you're somebody who does meal prepping and stuff. Whenever you're thinking and doing your meal prepping, you're going to have a couple minutes, just write down in there or write down on the, the whiteboard on your refrigerator or whatever. Hey, I'm going to do, I'm going to do fundamentals, uh, Tuesday and Thursday this week and possibly try to get in to, a, an open mat Saturday or, or something of that nature, you know, just mm-hmm. to set those, the training goals for the week, I think is an important way to have that consistency. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's two days a week. Do you two days a week? That's what Ryan said. I think it's good advice. Yeah, I agree. Try to do more than two days a week though. Three, if you can. Four, five, maybe six. On occasion seven. Mm -hmm. You just do it consistently. Right. You're right. What would your advice be? My advice to the new person would be try not to worry about your lack of understanding at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was that way. I was like, man, I don't understand any of this. <laughs> like, and then I'll go and I would look at it and I would look at YouTube stuff, on it, you know, and it, when it's not really necessary because like John says, just keep showing up. You're going to see these same things over and over again. And, and yeah, it's great to, you know, ha- focus your attention on it. Uh, another top tip. It's great to get in as many reps as you can whenever you're doing it, not just sit there and watch. You can, you know, watch, watch the instructor do it. You know, they usually, the instructor usually does the move what, at least three times, probably three times. Right. So the first two times, watch it in trying to get the move in the third time, watch it in trying to keep in mind the response that you're supposed to give as a partner, right? Because many moves are a result of what the um, input is from your partner. So if you're going to be a good part, better partner by keeping that in mind, whenever you're watching the instructor show the move for the first time or the first three times. And so I think that, that's really that's a couple of pieces of, of advice I think that new people could really benefit from is is that don't worry if you're not getting it right away. I mean, there's still moves that I mean, I'm still constantly trying to get better at that mount cross choke because I suck at it. You know, and I've seen it seven thousand times and I still suck at it. 
Um, but it's getting better. You know, I feel like I understand it a little better now, but, but there's just always those moves. And then, then conversely, there's all, there's going to be those moves where you see it the first time and it, and it clicks. I mean, I specifically remember you whenever we were doing the hip bump sweep, you did it for the first time. And like, I'd done it a dozen times and my hip bump sweep still sucks, but you, you were always really good. Like that was that I said, this is your sweep, you know, because that, you were so good at it from the very beginning. And that's not going to be everything folks. That's going to be very few things that you actually have. That it would be nice if it was everything, but it, it's not. Yeah. It's like you with the MNRI roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I saw you do it. And I was like, this is it. This is your move. That is a joke because the first time I tried to do it, I was like, fuck this move. I'm never doing it. <laughs> And then Phil was like, just, just keep trying. Just keep. I was like, no, I don't want to do it. And for whatever reason, he convinced me. And in five minutes, it's doing a perfect Minari roll. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible, but still, it was uh, way better than I started with. Um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, I think those are just a, a few things that, that the new people can latch on to. And I'll, one other thing that I would say is, especially if you're a white belt and this is any, not just a brand new white belt, but any white belt. Um, don't, I, I remember I, I felt like I was useless to the upper belts whenever I was rolling with, mm-hmm. because basically I, there was nothing I could do. And there's, there is going to be nothing that you can do if they, they don't want to allow you to do it. But I felt like I was always useless, but that's, I see that now that's certainly not the case mm-hmm. because, uh, because they're getting in positions that they want to work on whenever they're with you, you know, it might not appear that way, but that's, that's what they're doing. So you're providing a very valuable tool for them to hone the new techniques. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're taking chances with the white, they're not really taking much of a chance, but they're, they're, they're trying new stuff and trying new setups, uh, on, on you white belts, to keep them make them part of their game and make them work against other belts, make them work against the blue belts, eventually the purple belts, eventually the brown belts and then eventually on other black belts. So, um, so don't feel like, don't feel like you're useless to your training partners. Like I did, um, whenever I was a white belt. Yeah. I felt the same way. Did you? Yeah. I think everybody does, Mm -hmm. you know? It's like, well, this isn't, you know, what's going with Ryan? He was a brown belt at the time. It's like, I mean, this isn't really doing you. <laughs> I thought in my head, this isn't really doing you much good. But really, I, I mean, I, I know he was just working positions that he wanted to work. And that was that's that is great for him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that that is a real positive uh, for him. So, OK, now on to your funny story, Phil. It's Did not you- related to jujitsu. Oh, we're not going to say it on the... Oh, no. No, oh. I'll tell you after. Well, I mean, I'm not interested in a story that's not related to jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I am. Um, you know, I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to save our other topic that we had for another day. We're, we're already hitting up against the time. And okay. and I, I think that it's better left for the other another day. So there's I really a piece. thought you were going to tell them to focus on the fundamentals, and I'm kind of pissed you didn't say that. 
I left that did. one for you. I left it for <laughs> you. You teed it up. I just yeah. didn't hit it out of the park. Yeah. You just won't touch those, huh? That's you just won't touch them. <laughs> Double down on the. <laughs> I mean, they're going to come to fundamentals class. That's what they're going to do because they're not. You know, they're not going to want to come to the mastery classes or advanced classes. Just won't touch them. I know. It's fine. I know. Uh, Philly, tell the folks. If they choose to, how to support us? Share the podcast. It's a great. And give guy. feedback, like, like Chris does. He says, "Shut up about the videos." So I didn't talk about them today. We really, in in our defense, we really don't listen to Chris much. So it's fine, you know. <laughs> but I don't listen to I don't listen to people, and that's another giant flaw of mine. A lot of things for could, six months. A lot of things could idea. be avoided. You know, a lot of problems could just be going right around if I would listen sometimes, but I don't. So, yeah, you know, feedback, thoughts, suggestions, and share the podcast. Absolutely. And someone said to me the other day, that is a sweet BJJ campaign t-shirt. They were like, you you guys have t-shirts? I'm like, yeah, we got plenty of t-shirts, man. We, we I think we even got big boy sizes in t-shirts, don't we? we got, I know we got one, two. I don't X. even remember. I think so, yeah. Yeah, we got extra large. T-shirts were good. So t-shirts it was, were good. It was really funny. Uh, another funny story I forgot to tell you. Yeah. We were training like two weeks ago, and one of the newer guys was like, mentioned like my, uh, the campaign um, patch on my gi. And yeah. He, and it, he just noticed it and was like, oh, he's like, I thought that said, I thought that said BJJ champion. <laughs> and I was like, no. Uh, no. And I laughed and I was like, oh, that was the, I was like, that's a, I said, that's a podcast me and Jeff do. And he was like, he's like, oh, it's a jujitsu podcast. He's like, I've seen a lot of people wearing the rash guard and, and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Jeff and I do it. And he was like, oh, you guys have a podcast? Like he thought it was like a really big deal. And I was like, there are no rules. Like anybody can have a podcast. Like, don't believe him, ladies and gentlemen. It's a huge deal. I mean, we're <laughs> we're a podcast. It's like there's no, there's no like if you've got ten dollars no a entry month requirements. If you've got ten dollars a month, you too can have a podcast. Like you can say whatever you want. There's no no rules. Like it doesn't mean anything. Uh, we are perfect testaments to that. It's like, your perfect testament. It's like you can literally start one today if you wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. All right. Very good, Philly. Uh, Episode 87 in the books. We're we're, uh, looking forward to celebrating our uh, 100th episode. That might actually... That might actually coincide with our New Year's episode, which would be cool. Bang both of those. Probably not. It's 12 away. 24 weeks, six months away. We've been at about every other week right now. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, yeah, it's going to be longer than that. Okay. So we're thinking about that. You guys, Brian, thank you for the uh, suggestions for that. Um, Really good suggestions. Thank you. We'll incorporate those. And if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. We hope you do too. To feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is our. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.